Well, basically, we'll have to figure out the best um, approach here. But basically, so I've been trying to figure out for a while. Obviously, we've talked about this, but I've been trying to figure out for a while what sort of things I want to do um, with my time and with like what I'm investing my efforts in and whatnot. And I kind of what triggered this, you know, us trying to see what we could do here with this process and this, you know, um, podcast or whatever you want to call it, um, was our mom, uh, club 31 women on Instagram. She does like this Titus two Tuesday thing most of the time. And she just like lets people ask her questions and whatnot pertaining to marriage and family and whatever. And one of the questions that she got was something along the lines of my 17 year old son is struggling with um, some form of mild depression, I think she said, and like isn't, you know, really talking to us. Oh, there's a raccoon down in the uh, trash right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, sneaking around. I've never seen the raccoon up here. That's cool. I wanted to see the cat. Um, but basically, I saw that and I was thinking, well, it struck me. Um, and it kind of triggered this thought process in my head. It's like, what if there was a way for us to kind of craft or, you know, I guess, yeah, craft a, a place and a, um, an environment where people who are feeling like that young, young kid um, could, or relatively young kid, young man, um, could kind of like maybe interact with people of like minds and or at least interact with people who might be able to be the sort of people that can kind of um, listen and relate and, you know, maybe be a little bit inspirational, hopefully. Um, so I threw the idea at you and you said yes, but I'm curious if you had any thoughts or specific um, inspiration that made you be like, yeah, let's invest the, uh, the effort. Well, one, we have to require that everyone smokes cigars. <laughs> um, I don't know if there was a huge inspiration. I think that I thought it would be a productive way to use our time. And I also think that we both come from a unique background in the sense that our family is very close and we're both independent and have strong directives in life which mm -hmm. means that we have something to offer that's meaningful yeah okay yeah i mean i suppose there's a little bit of a background um i'll introduce myself because i guess we haven't done that yet either um but I was just thinking about that <laughs> <laughs> one thing at a time you know the order is irrelevant <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, and like some of our, you know, my information, Revere's not on any social media right now, but my information will be in the description and whatnot. You guys can reach out, um, if you so desired, but basically, uh, so my name is Britton Jacobson, Jacobson family, and this is my dad's brand. That's why I'm wearing the hat, uh, tonight. Uh, I didn't do my hair or anything today, so kind of needed something to cover it up. 
And um, in, uh, I grew up in Central Oregon and or you know, I was raised in Central Oregon. And then when uh, it was time for college, I moved to Virginia. So that would have been 10 years, almost exactly 10 years ago um, this summer. Well, it will be 10 years ago this summer. And uh, I've been here ever since. Originally, I was planning on pursuing strategic, uh, well, strategic intelligence was my, my uh, degree and I was pursuing paramilitary counterterrorism. Ended up pivoting um, a little bit and started working at a startup graduate school of national security in dc uh, worked there for two and a half years some crazy life experience there um, and then joined a global ed tech company called everfi um, and i was their director of facilities overseeing their operations department and then most recently i've been working with a company that uh, basically has some capital to deploy and i was helping them uh, figure out which business they business and industry they wanted to get into and then getting all the systems and operations in place. That being said, the one that we were working on ended up uh, being getting caught up with supply chain disruption, which kind of murdered the quality and, uh, and margins on everything. So I'm actually back on the job hunt right now, which is part of what makes it easy to have time to do this. Um, and then on my own, I have a small business called Chosen Candle, uh, handmade candle um, candles. And I've got my own podcast called Strategos Podcast. And um, I'm hoping to move to Texas this year. That's, uh, that's the basic breakdown. <laughs> All right, Rivera, your turn. Well, you already said my name. So, and we are related. So I have the same last name as well. Revere Jacobson. Uh, I'm still pretty young. And uh, I was going to go to college out of high school. And I applied. Uh, I didn't get in. There were some complications relative to COVID and testing and all that which is uh, why uh, I didn't, but I ended up getting a construction job for a year. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I ended up deciding that I did not want to go to college and I wanted to just work and save money. So I worked as a construction assistant for a year. And then I recently got a job as a warehouse manager for a small warehouse near me uh, that I'm now in charge of, um, which has definitely been a step up for my other job. And I am currently looking to start an Airbnb business uh, and uh, pursuing the purchase of my first home. So that's kind of where I'm at. All right. So I was trying to figure out the way to, because I figured for this first one, since the, the inspiration for that idea came from the question that was brought up to, to moms. Um, I was trying to figure out about a way to tackle like the subject of, of depression. Um, and again, like probably majority of what we have to say is like targeted towards young men, or at least we'll try and keep it that way, I think. But at the same time, like, I think there are a lot of um, what's referred to as first principles, which are um, basically foundational ideas or concepts and or facts that would apply kind of across, you know, across situations and uh, gender. <laughs> Um, so I think, I think one of the things, or one of the things I've, I've, I've been thinking about is I think there's both a, a, a strength and a, and a weakness in feeling that like your situation is special and unique. Cause I think 
everyone has, I, I, to a certain extent, I think everyone has gone through things that are very difficult and or depression related, which we can talk about like what is real depression versus like what's just you know normal life processing. Um, but I think on the weakness side, it's easy to think that you're um, you're special or that no one can understand like how you're feeling or relate to how you're feeling. And I don't think that's true um, because I you know I've talked with a lot of different people over the last couple decades. <laughs> Um, and like one of the common themes is each sort of person having their own unique struggles and issues that they've had to work through. Um, and having, while the situations and the processing of those and the personalities related to those are different, the, um, the, how it makes you feel and the results of it or its impact on your heart and your spirit are often very similar. Um, so that's where, again, on the weakness, it can be like siloing yourself and thinking that um, you should silo yourself. And then, but on the strength side, um, understanding that other people, um, well, I, uh, no, on the, on the strength side, it's seeing yourself as, a, as someone who has a particular struggle to get through and to face. And at the end of the day, no matter how many uh, people have, you know, also felt depression or also felt down um, or mentally struggled mentally in, in any capacity, no matter how many people are in that category, they can't, um, at the end of the day, they can't decide for you or they can't specifically help you. They can be there. They can give you tools. They can give you commentary. They can give you support, um, but they can never be the one that actually decides to act or believe or change on your own. Um, and so anyway, that was just like a key thing. I was, or what I think is a key thing that I was thinking about. Um, but it's, and it's been a lot longer since I was 17. When I was 17, um, I was, uh, as I think it'd be helpful if we keep it specific, um, at least for now. Um, but when I was 17, I was in the middle of a long distance relationship with someone who I was very much in love with. <laughs> Um, and it ended up being a, a crazy situation. Um, and it, it, you know, it didn't end up panning out the way that I was planning, but I gave a lot of myself, all of myself to that situation, um, trying to make it work, trying to, and there were a lot of complicating factors, but basically trying to make it work, um, and trying to work with difficult relationships and difficult personalities and people within those relationships. Um, and like, that was probably the main thing, like probably the number, probably the most impactful thing in my life ever was going through that circumstance. And I remember there was this one particular time, um, a ways in, <laughs> um, but I actually, I don't even know if you know this here, but I once asked dad, you know, I was pretty independently minded and, you know, I was pretty confident in being able to take care of myself. But I once asked dad, I was like, would it just be easier for everyone if I just like left, like walked out the front door and just left? <laughs> um, and I was like pretty serious in my question. Um, but it was also kind of an expose on like how I was feeling. And of course, you know, his answer was no. <laughs> um, but uh, I remember there being a particular time I was standing on the edge of our property and I was like, 
I could literally take one step in this direction and just go and, you know, be done with everything. Um, and, or I could take one step in this direction and, you know, you know, step back in and onto our property. Um, got to keep this lit and talking too much. Um, but I think when I think about how I got through that was one, it took a long time. It took at least a couple of years for me to achieve some level of normalcy um, with how I was feeling emotionally and behaving emotionally, but it took even more years to like fully get away from having a negative response to things that were related to that circumstance in other parts of my life um, and interacting positively with friends and whatnot and not bottling up emotion um, uh, in an unhealthy way and things like that. It took a long time to process all of that. But <laughs> on the flip side of that, um, I, when I mentioned it was the most impactful, probably the number one most impactful like individual circumstance or set of circumstances in my life is it set me up to learn emotional intelligence because, because in that, within those circumstances, I had to learn how to understand and read people's emotions, understand and learn how to interact with people and um, interact with them in such a way that they wouldn't be more upset or interact in such a way to like calm them down from being upset or, you know, process and communicate in wisdom, not just in, um, in black and white, because if you just, you know, this is, we can talk about this in like a separate subject for the wisdom of communication. But um, that process set me up so that actually when I graduated college and I was working in, for instance, uh, and I was working in an incredibly hostile uh, work environment that was literally started by a fraud who I was reporting to um, and just insane power broking, power brokering moves made by everyone and, you know, much, much, much older than I as I was, but I was able to survive and actually thrive in that circumstance because I knew how to interact wisely with um, with the people there, and actually was a one of the key people that kept um, kept the organization from dissolving. Um, so, anyway, I so uh, go back to the depression thing is like I can definitely relate to actually at that same age, <laughs> going through some like a very specific dark um, dark emotional. Um, circumstance. I don't know if you have any thoughts off the rip specifically around 17, but maybe not relative to that specific age, but I recognize that time of life where you're trying to trying to figure out where you're going and you're not grounded. Mm -hmm. And maybe you can break down what you said about emotional intelligence and perhaps answer that from an introspective point of view and not just you analyzing other people's emotions, but understanding mm -hmm. the way Myself. you are feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That probably is part of what took the longest because my emotional response to emotionally difficult things is to kind of close down. And I'm very good at locking down my emotions. Um, and I, um, and so I don't know that I did process them or deal with them for a long time. It actually took 
a number of conversations and relationships and calls with different friends and whatnot that kept like bumping up against that that blockage and that like kind of a like dark hole that I would just jump into and lock down to like finally get through that process. And then as I was walking through that, um, one, it helped me realize how, well, not just realize, realize and understand how bottling up like that um, was, would A, cause me to flip out in, you know, a month or two because I'd be bottled up, bottled up, little stuff, bug me, bug me, bug me, bottle, bottle, bottle. And then there'd just be like one time where I just like, you know, there's one particular time where I literally got so upset. I wrote an email to like all four or five friends in the little friend group that I was a part of. And like, just like calling each of them out for stuff. And it was just like, I just threw up on everybody. That's all it was. Just emotionally throwing up on people. Um, but it, you know, again, going through that helped me learn and understand how my bottling up of that A, caused me to act. And then B, how it caused me to affect other people. Um, because they were, you know, you know, my friends were all people who had their own struggles and doing through their own things. And instead of being somebody that was there to support them, instead of being someone who was stable in their lives, um, which, I mean, I was in all the other ways, but, you know, in these particular circumstances, I wasn't. I was like someone who was hurting them and like someone who was rocking their boat rather than, you know, helping them steer and navigate with their boat. Um, and when it comes to the introspection thing, um, one of the, there's two tools that, that I try to employ uh, and like they're ones you have to do consciously. It doesn't really happen unconsciously, at least in my experience with my personality. Um, so the first one is one of the things I learned to do was um, imagine that you are 10 years older, five to 10 years down the road, right? You're past the circumstance. It's not actually, you're not in the midst of it. You're five to 10 years down the road. You're looking back at the circumstance and like you're asking yourself, what do I think I will have learned in five to 10 years from this circumstance and create a small list, you know, one, two, three things, doesn't matter how many. Um, and typically those are the things you would have learned in five to 10 years, but because you're practicing learning it in the moment, it helps you understand yourself and helps you like almost it's, I call it like a, a life skip app because <laughs> you're able to jump ahead and like mature faster because of how you're processing and thinking about it. Um, and then the other one is I've, it, it, you know, I, what I've done is I'll try and pinpoint when something makes me feel emotional. Most, most of the time, I don't know what it is. There's not like a specific, you know, or even if it is a specific, um, like Sally said X and that made me upset, right? I can point to that and say, Sally saying that made me upset. Okay. Is it what Sally said that made you upset or is it what about the subject or content of what Sally said that made you upset. And typically there's always an underlying reason. And so if you can answer the question, if you can identify it's what Sally said that made me upset, then you should be identifying what is it about what she said that made me upset. And then it should be, why does that upset me the way that it is? And then it could be what caused me to be upset in the way that it is. And you just keep digging, keep digging. And usually you go about four or five levels down in that process. And that's like how those two in particular tools um, are like how I navigated those circumstances until I, you know, reached a much, you know, a much higher level of emotional maturity relative to myself and introspection. That's how I did it. 
I did that over and over and over and over again. In doing that, did you find yourself moving on from your emotional reactions or addressing them more often? Like in interpersonal relationships, like did you find it easier just to forget things and walk away from things that weren't worth your time, <laughs> your emotional time? Or did you find yourself making a point of specifically addressing those things in your life? Most of the time, it made me realize it's not worth emotionally getting caught up in, which, to be fair, can become a dangerous trap because if you embrace that too much, right. then you're just burying. But I would say 80% of the time, it's not worth being emotionally upset about. And you don't have to let it emotionally control you, even if you then go circle back to deal with it, process it, handle it, whatever the situation is. Um, I will add a, you know, a, a note on that, which is, Often people in close relationships with you will be upset if they find out that you've got this thing that you processed and dealt with that upset you that they were involved in and you didn't tell them because they feel like you're hiding it from them. You feel like they feel like you're siloing yourself off from the relationship. Now, I personally don't view it that way um, I, because my perspective is once I've you know put it in the right box and categorized it and tagged it, um, I'm, I'm done with it. I've dealt with it versus it being like this grudge that I'm holding against Sally or, you know, whatever it was way back when that triggered something that caused then made me upset when Sally acted. Um, so that's 80% of the time what I've found to be healthy in the situation. And then there's another 20% or so where I think it's more about having a conversation about it, finding the right person in your life to talk through with it about, because depending on the emotional situation, I'm more inclined to talk to my mom talk to my dad, talk to my best friend, talk to you, right? It's like, I actually have a system for one of my sisters, right? It's, I have a system for like, which sort of thing is this and which sort of person will give me the right feedback for what I need. Um, so that's like maybe 20%. Sure. But like, what if you're not in a place where you have those people to break down those different circumstances for you? And you, you join the Patreon. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think that's a big thing is not everyone has, not everyone thinks their family is awesome or loves their parents or yeah. has a good, good relationship and maybe they don't have a lot of friends they can rely on. Yeah. My perspective on that is one that's difficult, very, very difficult situation to be in. Um, I've felt that way multiple times throughout my life, feeling like, you know, there's no one else here by myself. Um, my friends don't care, whatever, whatever. Um, I think that's an opportunity to see your situation as an opportunity to grow stronger as an individual. Um, because there, I think there will be other times in your life where you have to be strong for other people. And or there'll be other times in your life where you get to practice and work on, like, say, we'll say, you know, the relationship side of working through things. Um, I don't think it's a wash. I, I, I think regardless of what the situation is that you're in in your life, it's not just a simple wash. And, you know, you're not learning anything. You always have the capacity. Everything in your life is causing you to grow, change in some way. Or it can be causing you to grow. It might be causing you to go downhill. It might be causing you to go uphill. But it's always moving you in some direction. Um, and I think you still have power over that direction, regardless of your circumstance. 
Um, and part of that is recognizing what the specific opportunity or what the specific circumstance, uh, the opportunities within a specific circumstance, such as growing as an individual versus, you know, maybe growing relationally. Uh -huh. Have you ever struggled with, I don't know, what you would refer to as depression? Sorry, uh, can you repeat that? Have you ever struggled with what you would refer to as depression? No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's a common theme in everyone's life. And I think it's important to recognize that, not to discount, you know, everyone's unique circumstances, but uh, I think it's a temptation for sure. I I think you gotta really work at separating your emotions from reality because oftentimes they don't coincide with each other. And even though that's hard to do, if you can figure out how to delineate between what you're feeling and what is actually true around you, then you can find some sort of solid ground to stand on. And how do you do that? You can start with by recognizing all the good things in your life. Just generally speaking, there's something you can focus on that's positive. Uh, and then just spending your time in a productive way. Uh, could be anything, but choosing to do something that is valuable and uh, productive for yourself, choosing to recognize the good things that you have and, you know, the blessings that you get to enjoy and um, just not letting, not letting a negative mindset infiltrate how you think about things, uh, which obviously is easier said than done, but it's, uh, it's work <laughs> if it's mental. It's definitely work. Um, but it's funny you mentioned um, like counting your blessings because um, I was literally thinking about that yesterday and last night because like I've been in a period the last I don't know month and a half two months where I've been like I don't know if depressed is quite the right well depressed is sort of it's not like a hard depression it's more stress than depressed <laughs> um, but like um, to the point like I've been getting migraines um and like, even I had like one week where I was just like sick to my stomach for uh, almost a week. And it wasn't because I was like eating anything weird or whatever. It's just like a stress ball in my stomach. Um, and, and to a certain extent, I've been like trying to figure it out because of the circumstance I'm in, I was trying to figure out my next job and like all this sort of stuff and like all these things I want to do that I feel like I can't do. And, things that I should be working on, but I don't feel like working on because this other situation is like looms larger in my head than the other one. Um, but one of the, well, as I was, you know, processing, it's easy to start to think about all those things. And then you start not to think about anything. You just don't want to, you don't want to think about it at all. So again, you kind of go back to that black hole. Um, and I think what's maybe something to keep in mind is like your brain is always going to be processing. And so it's, that's why it's important. That's part of why it's important to count your blessings because one, it puts things in perspective. 
relative to the situation and environment, right? I haven't missed a meal, you know, I'm sleeping in a queen sized bed that's very comfy. You know, I was able to go camping like three out of the last five weekends, um, things like that. Um, but it also uh, puts your mind in a place of processing those positive things and thinking about those uh, again, thinking about positive things, uplifting things versus just sitting in there and spiraling. Right. And I think one of the other, I was thinking about it this week, actually. Um, one of the other thoughts that I, well, one of the other thoughts that I had was trying to identify things or one thing, just pick one thing that you can crush. And so like for a long time, for me, dealing with stress and everything was working out. Like I was working out six, oh, well, no, seven days a week. I was playing soccer three to five times a week in the evening after my workout in the morning. And I was working out really hard um, and, you know, counting my calories and everything. And on the one hand, I pushed it too far between the stress from work and like doing all that stuff and like, you know, only getting however many hours of sleep before I would wake up at or to go to the gym um and like you know I, I developed a skin condition from it which i still have it's not that big of a deal but it's like still a thing on my head and then like i have you know like bad shoulders i've dislocated my left shoulder 14 times or whatever um and you know i've rolled my ankles here and there playing soccer and whatever and i was just like pretty beat up um and so like but for a long time the thing that i was just you know i would crush was work out and you know basically being healthy working out plus soccer um and but then with all these injuries and then like the skin condition thing it just like felt like it, that got took, taken away from me and i haven't like had it for a couple few years now um and like it took that one thing that i think i was going to and have been going to as like a i can crush this like it doesn't matter what's going on at work i'm gonna rep these you know this 360 pounds or whatever it is right um deadlift and so lately this week, I was thinking about, I was like, you know what? Like, I know what the issue with my skin thing is. I know how to take care. Like, my shoulders have been feeling much, 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 much better. Um, like, you know, I know what to do, like, to kind of get back in shape, get back in, you know, I was threaded. I was like, I want to get back into, like, peak performance. Um, and I was like, you know what? I can crush this again. And so, like, you know, to yesterday, it was sunny gorgeous outside. I went outside and now I, I've got my heart rate monitor deal and I threw that on there and I was like kicking my soccer ball around, running up and down, um, clocking myself. And then like I finished off with my slam ball and I was like dying at the end. I was just like, just total toast. Um, I was like, Hey, like I crushed that, you know? And right. like, that's something that you can put in front of you. And that's just an example. It could be coding. It could be video editing. It could be like literally whatever. I'd be hesitant to like put gaming in that category because that's something that we've also, you know, we also do is we'll play like Call of Duty and stuff. But I think that's, that's, I don't know that that's quite as healthy. I, it can be an outlet, but I don't think that's the same thing as moving yourself forward in some way, as much as it's an outlet and like stress reliever. I mean, you right. get stressed, you know, and yeah. you're playing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, um, it's more in the category of an outlet versus something that's moving you forward. Yeah, it can sense. move you forward in some ways, but they're pretty limited relative to things like reading, working out, you know, working on a project, working with your hands, stuff like that. Right. 
something productive to ground yourself in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I think one of the other important things, well, important facts of life is that, which I suppose all facts of life are important to a certain extent, but um, is that like you're never, you will achieve times in your life where things are going well and things are positive. But in my experience, you are always in a position where you are moving forward in some way or moving in a direction in some way. Um, and so I think people get into this. I, th- well, I think it's easy to get into two different rabbit holes uh, mentally. One is thinking that like, oh, I can't enjoy a good thing because the shoe's about to drop and that's not a healthy way to process. And two is it's easy to get in this. I'm just constantly struggling. And so I'm constantly down. I'm constantly depressed. I'm constantly stressed. I'm constantly whatever the heck it is. Um, and that also isn't a good way to live. So you have to find a balance between the fact of you're always going to be challenged and you're always going to be putting yourself in, you know, be or being put in new, different, often challenging situations or stressful situations. Um, and you know, what is, what it means to like live a healthy, positive, you know, life, um, joy filled life. Um, and so you know, I don't know that I'm the best at, you know, having found that balance by any means. And I, to a certain extent, I think that's why we often look up to, I thought about this. I think that that's also why we end up looking up to, um, to elderly people because they've gone through that whole process. And it's more like, it feels like at the end of their life is when they've achieved the, you know, the, the positive MO. Um, and like, that's why it's so comfortable often to be around them if they're, you know, healthy, nice people. <laughs> You know, it's healthy right. and feels so nice and comforting to be around them or to be exposed to them. It's because they've gone through all that stuff um, already and they've found that, again, that kind of more positive MO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Not sure I love the flavors on this one. They're pretty muted. How's yours? It's good, yeah. Are there any um, resources or things that you go to when um, you're, you know, you know, feeling down or feeling depressed or something along those lines? Nothing specific. Sometimes it's people, but not often. I'm not generally one to seek emotional safety in other people, but or at least a relief as a distraction. Uh, so, I mean, sometimes it's just like a simple distraction that's like a YouTube video that's going to make me laugh or, you know, something like that or whatever, you know, uh, or maybe if I've been working towards something in my life, like a project or something that's going to further my career or future, that's a good resource something that I can use my mind to productively uh, focus on sports sometimes. Yeah, I feel like I've gone through different phases. In, uh, in college and just out of college, I was watching a ton of emotional, motivational videos. Um, 
And there's some really good ones out there. Happy to provide a list. <laughs> I have my own list that I made. <laughs> nice. Um, and those got me through like for a couple of years, a lot. And then it kind of fell off. And then for a while, it was like spiritual motivational videos. And then over the last little bit, there hasn't been too many like individual things that I felt like, oh, I can consistently tap into this. Um, but, uh, and that's for like motivational relative to like moving forward, not even just like emotional relief. Um, I think like last summer, I think it was last summer, last summer or 2020, whichever one, um, like I spent pretty much all summer listening to uh, the killers and I was just like my go-to my emotional right. relief go-to versus like emotional motivation I go to. Yeah. Um, so that's why, you know, um, for a lot, like even in college, it was like working out and stuff. It was music, but I listened to all kinds of different music when I was working out. Now when I listen to music, like there hasn't been recently any music, even when I'm working out or especially when I'm working out, that's like kind of like put me in a specific headspace like it used to. Um, mm-hmm. So like sometimes now in the mornings when I'm working out, I'll just turn on a Jocko Willings podcast. Um and I'll just listen to the podcast like on my phone while I'm sitting there doing my workout and stuff. And that's actually been pretty cool because A, I get through the podcast that I want to listen to anyway. B, it's actually pretty, you know, badass stuff. And so it makes you like, all right, I want to be a badass. Um, yeah. And then, you know, it also helping, uh, uh, helping tap into the, you know, the Jocko Willis, who he's, you know, he's, he's, he's crazy and I'm not at his level. Um, that helps tap into that a little bit, hopefully without being too, uh, you know, some people take things a little too literally, but you know, whatever, I guess, whatever greases your, uh, greases your skin. <laughs> yeah. Did you finish your cigar? Um, sort of. I don't know if I'm going to keep smoking it. We'll see. <laughs> the construction is kind of off? No, it was good. I'm just uh, feeling, feeling it a little bit, you know. Oh. You didn't eat your usual snack before? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't actually, so <laughs> bit of an empty stomach. <laughs> I think one of the other um, the other things that I mentioned at the very beginning we started talking about that I think is important, and I don't have the full or fundamental breakdown on it, but one of the things that I think is very important to be conscious of is falling into the trap of because I feel down equals I am depressed or I have depression or I suffer from depression, et cetera. Right. Because it's actually a very natural thing to feel down, to go through t- you know spaces in time when you are emotionally you know depressed or whatever. Like that's actually a normal human feeling. And that's not to say that it's something that you should just accept and like, well, I'm feeling depressed, so I'll sit on the couch and, you know, slowly die. But at the same time is I think people, you know, especially in our society and our culture, encourage this idea of you feel bad equals depression equals there's something wrong with you, but it's okay. And then gives you a thousand things to process it, which aren't related to what is just a natural human feeling function within you know your environment right um and so and again that's not to say like if you have a therapist and you need to see a therapist go see a therapist nothing wrong with that it's a tool but don't consider it as a life function see it i i this is my perspective i know nothing about mental health right <laughs> other than you know my struggles um but 
don't see it as a life function, see it as a tool um, and use it with that in mind. And the same thing goes for, you know, people take Adderall, people take like all kinds of different medication and things like that. Do it as a tool. Don't do it as a life function. Um, because I think it's often, again, unless you have like a, um, you know, a hormone imbalance or a chemical imbalance or something in your body, then, you know, that's like a scientific thing and you're dealing with it that way. But when it becomes like things of the mind, it's like, I think it's actually important to be very um, conscious of what you're doing and the fact that you don't always know how it will affect you. Because again, it's about like your mind's processing something in time. Um, and so that's just something I throw out there because I, I think it's important not to, um, it's easy to like identify with a label and then like I am, it's like, it's like if you're, uh, you know, you're sick and you go to WebMD, right. And it's like, well, you could have cancer, you know, <laughs> like yeah. just because you've got this, that, and the other thing doesn't mean you have cancer. It might just mean that you've got a cold, you know, or whatever. Right. Um, and so it's easy to say like, I have depression or I'm struggling with depression equals I'm depressed. I have a problem. And it's like, no, 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 that's not, that's not really how it works. It might be how it works. Um, but that's not like, you have to be careful of falling into that being the default solution and answer, which I think it is within our current culture. Right. And again, like people engage in this activity of trying to solve it and treating it as a life function um, as if, um, as if there's like an external solution to it. And as if there is a time in your life where you just won't be depressed or you just won't like, it'll just be okay. And we act as if like that, that's a function of life. And it's like, or, uh, like that's a separate function of life or a newer function of life. It's like, no, no, no. Like people have been struggling with things for literally since the dawn of time, you will continue to struggle with things regardless of whether or not you're doing this, that, and the other thing to solve them. It's about, are you maturing and growing through them and grounding yourself further and further in who you are and like finding your strength, becoming stronger, becoming more emotionally intelligent about yourself. And obviously as you interact with others, like that's the natural process, which I would suggest is something that, again, it should be expected and accepted versus kind of this, like, I'm just not constantly depressing, which is bad, but it's okay to struggle. It's like, it, you know, <laughs> so yeah, it's okay to struggle, function of life. Um, and, you know, kind of move on from there versus like basically staying in the same eddy you know, with basically no outlet insight. Right. Well, I mean, it's okay to struggle, but it's better to conquer. And I think that it's important to recognize that there's always going to be something negative and there's always going to be something positive and that's going to fluctuate for as long as you're alive, you know, there's mm -hmm. always going to, there's always going to be that. So I think that it's important to recognize it as a, a battle that can be won and to find something with you know when you are battling and warring against whatever it may be to find something to ground yourself in and to better yourself so that when you come out on the other side you can deal with it in a faster and more efficient way the next time it comes around and continuing like that you will grow as a person and you will mature and you'll also know that you have the ability to rise above your feelings, your mindset, and the negative impacts that 
you know you're fighting against yeah well i and i like the terminology of warfare though of course it's easy to get carried away with it and be like oh war, war. um but the reason i like it is because i think it's helpful to see it as a war which is to say there are times and places of battle and there are times and places of peace it's an ongoing dynamic situation um right. and so that's part of why i like it the um i had another thought uh, oh it's kind of like um you know if you were a toddler and your parents said no you can't have this toy or no you can't touch the open flame and you went and pouted and had a bad attitude about it you can, you know, label that as like, you know, short-term depression, depression, right? You're sitting over in the corner and you're all upset, right? You're depressed, right? But then, you know, as you mature, you get through that process and like, you know, now not being told not to stick your hand in the flame, you know, doesn't bother you that much, right? And then maybe when you're in, you know, six to eight years old and, you know, this happened to me, it's like, you know, don't lose your knife. And I, you know, was whittling something and left my knife there. My dad put the knife left on top of the fridge for, you know, a week or whatever it was and like, you know, that was kind of a depressing moment. Um, and then, you know, but, you know, fast forward, like you get through that and then you end up in high school and it's like, you've got different friends that are causing you to be depressed or something like that, but you get through that. And then you've got a, you know, serious relationship situation, kind of like, you know, hundred X folds and friendships, same deal, like process. And, you know, that one took, you know, again, years to get through and like process, you know, better and better. Um, but again, it also is like, it's constantly moving that needle forward. So it's like, now if someone has a relationship problem or something along the lines, like I've got a wealth of knowledge and experience and tools and, and, and just general wisdom, both from a standpoint of being able to understand and uh, empathize and sympathize with what they're going through, um, and make them feel heard and understood, but then also help them process it and get through it on their own. And then I'm sure there will be things that, you know, continually get harder and harder, you know, but again, it's like, it's your strength and your ability to deal with those things, set you up to handle easier things in your life that would have been hard if you hadn't go through those processes um, or situations. And then second is, it is also always, um, it, it, it's making you, if, if you can learn to process the situations, you get better and better at dealing with more and more difficult circumstances, which will come your way as you go. Yeah. Maybe that's the distinction I was going for. It's like, while I would agree with this idea that it is okay to struggle with depression, what I would say is that it's a natural thing to struggle with depression and not an, a, an, a, an existential or unnatural, <laughs> a natural thing. Yeah. Um, and so, and I don't know, I feel like this should just give you, should give people like a little bit of life and confidence and like, they should be able to draw a breath after hearing that. Um, and so, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, it's not something that has to, it's definitely not something that's unique in the sense that pretty much everyone struggles with some form of 
mental uh, stress. <laughs> yeah, negativity. And it's not something that has to control your life. Uh, it's something that you can use to better yourself. Go yeah. strengthen yourself. Well, and I think to go along with that is also like, you know, recognize and understand and hear that there are people like out there like us that care about how you're feeling, right? I think, again, relative to that siloing, um, it's, you know, just, you know, you might have to walk through the circumstance by yourself or more or less by yourself you know, depending on what your situation is, but there are people out there that care about it and, you know, um, and like want to be there for you. Um, but at the end of the day, I guess you gotta, probably gonna have to bootstrap it. Yeah. Any other thoughts or important things? Nothing significant at the moment. Yeah. I think, you know, as, as we do these, hopefully we'll go, um, continue to get better at like the linear component of it. Um, though that's difficult for me because I'm always like sitting here thinking and I'll be like, oh, I thought about this thing, it's connected to that thing. Oh, I thought about kind of yo-yo back a little bit. Um, but I think also like this was a, you know, a, a topic or, a, you know, first episode, um, which pertained to like an external circumstance that we're trying to tap into versus like what we're thinking and processing necessarily in the moment. Though, I mean, I guess I could go into detail about my situation, but I don't know that my situation would be too helpful for, you know, this proverbial 17 year old um, that, you know, his mom wrote in about. Um, but again, if, you know, if at the end of the day, anyone's listening, you guys are always welcome to, as long as you're not weird, uh, you're welcome to reach out <laughs> and I'll uh, happy to see if there's something I can do to, to help. Um, but I will add, like, I've, I've played the role of leader and best friend in a lot of men's, young men's lives since I was a kid. Um, and without fail, all of them ended up going a less than uphill or at least two uphill route. Um, and that's because they were the ones that chose to, you know, they decided that they wanted to walk a specific path or walk a different path and whatnot. And again, that's totally okay. You want to rock, you rock. Um, uh, or you want to fall, you fall. <laughs> um, but at the same time, the reason I mention that is while like, I want to be there for you and I want to be able to help you and hopefully like we'll be able to do this together through podcasts and whatnot, like you're the only one that can choose not to do dumb stuff. You're the only one that can choose not to go be emotionally immature. You're the only one that can choose not to um, get caught up with with foolishness at the end of the day. Like, you know, like we can always be, hopefully, you know, be like a positive voice in your life, et cetera, but we can't be the ones that, um, that change your life 
for you. You have to you know make that decision. Um, so just something to keep in mind for anybody you know listening is like you have to be your own master because uh, I've seen it many 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 times in my own life where I've tried and give and tried and give and pull people forward and you know encourage and blah 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 and they uh, you know they did their own thing which again it's not to say they ended up in some horrible way or they ended up uh, you know you know I ended up in this amazing place and you know vice versa or whatever it's just to say that you know they ended up going through circumstances they didn't need to go through or involved in circumstances they don't need to be involved in and or are living their lives in ways which they're miserable about, which I wouldn't say I'm miserable, I'm just stressed, you know. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, that's, uh, that's another thing. But it's probably a good, uh, good place to close. Um, yeah, I don't know, we'll see what happens with this. We'll see, uh, we'll see how people respond. Leave a leave a comment if you uh, if you hated it, and then leave two comments if you loved it. <laughs> leave three comments if you like Britain better. Leave four comments if you like me better. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, hopefully our goal is to eventually, which maybe we can do this next time. I got to figure out the. Uh, I thought I had the account set up, but like I wasn't able to log in. Whatever. Blah blah. Um, hopefully we'll be able to do these live. Um, hopefully one, I mean, our plan is to do it once a week, as long as our schedules allow and everything. Um, I think for now we might just stick to Tuesdays because it's the only time we can kind of guarantee we're both around at this moment. Um, and we'd love to do this live on YouTube. Um, so you guys can join in live and ask questions and, you know, smoke and drink along if you so desire and, or not, like, I guess that's the other thing we should probably cover is like, you know, smoking and drinking. Um, uh, it's important not to do it to uh, excess. Um, cigars will not give you cancer. So, of course, you can be a smoker and get cancer. Uh, well, smoker of cigars. Whenever you hear smoker, I think cigarettes. Um, I don't smoke cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> just cigars. Um, and uh, drinking is like, you know, have maybe a glass or two a week or whatever. Um, but at the same time, it's, you know, I'm mixing that with, with exercise and a lot of water and a lot of electrolytes and a lot of other healthy eating and all kinds of other stuff versus it, you know, so again, it's, it's an additive, not a functional. Way. Um, and it's just one of the, you know, I'm not a very, my, my, my spirit is not a very peaceful one. It's a strong and steady one. It's not a very peaceful. One. Um, and cigars are one of the things that I found um, allow me to feel um, and experience in you know, life or a moment i guess in life uh, peacefully would say. and i found it's like one of the best catalysts uh for um for really good conversation so i figured it was like a cool way to sit down and chill and i got i hooked your beer on it <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well i think that's everything uh we'll sign off and uh See you next week for episode two and uh we'll figure out what we want to talk about. Hey, if you want it, if it's us to cover something, leave a seventh comment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, take care guys.